Blog Talk Radio. From Los Angeles, California, it's Music Friday Live, the end of the week program where you choose the hot new upcoming bands and you want to hear and we put them on the air. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan, broadcasting every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on the Blog Talk Radio Network, the Cyber USA Network, and our radio station affiliates. Today's show runs from pop to folk, and perhaps a few things in between. At 2.05 Eastern, Maggie joins us, a Canadian now in L.A., who was named the next big superstar by Perez Hilton in her Can You Sing contest. And at 2.30, a folk singer-songwriter you met briefly last week after his concert at the Sanctuary, Chris Gruen, he's going to join us for a full interview. Don't forget, this is your show. These bands are here to talk with you, so call us. 347-215-7511 or email your questions and comments to musicfridaylive at gmail.com or log into the chat room at Block Talk Radio or hit us on Twitter. We're at at sign Music Friday Live and don't forget the hashtag Music Friday. If you know of a hot new band and you think that band should be on Music Friday, tell us. Go to our website, musicfriday.nationbuilder.com. Click on the Your Choice tab. It's right there on the top. Put their name in the nomination form. It takes about 30 seconds, and it could put a band that you have discovered on the air. And while you're there, look around. Read the reviews. Check out the band bios, comments on the blog. See what's coming up. Well, speaking of what's coming up, Valentine's Day is coming up, and that means romance. And speaking of romance, I got to sit down with actress Zoe Kazan and director Janae Lamarck this week for a conversation about her film coming out today, The Pretty One, a great date movie. And to tell you about it, the director, Janae Lamarck, is with us, and she only has a few minutes, so no calls or email. Janae, welcome to Music Friday Live. Hi, Patrick. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, the film is opening today in New York. You must be excited. I'm so excited. This is my first feature, and it's just a dream come true. Uh, Many years in the making, so this feels really uh, surreal for me. (laughs) Well, in a nutshell, why don't you tell our our listeners what the film's about? Well, the film is about... um, uh, a young woman. It's a, it's a coming of age story about her, um, you know, coming out of her shell for the first time, and she learns a, a more about who she is through pretending to be her twin sister. Mm-hmm. And and Zoe Khan plays. Uh, she's she's the star now. If you're a first time filmmaker, how did you grab a a star like uh, Zoe Kazan? Well, you know, we were lucky enough to have her respond to the script, and she came in and auditioned, and we knew immediately that she was the right one for the role, and we really clicked as collaborators, and we've become really great friends. We're sort of kindred spirits, I think. So um, we were just lucky to have, you know, this great actress respond to the material. (laughs) Well, she plays twins in the film, and you managed to have both twins on screen at the same time. Was that a hard thing to do technically? Yeah, it was it was really challenging technically. You know, we had to shoot each scene twice, and we had to be very precise about how we were shooting it. And there's a lot of preparation with the visual effects supervisor to get it right. And we worked also with a, a great body double, so that Zoe had a real scene partner to work um, um, across in those scenes. So um, yeah, it was it was quite challenging technically. It t- took a lot longer than it would normally take to to shoot a scene like that. Well, well, congratulations to you for taking on a challenge like that in your very first film, and congratulations on bringing on a star like Zoe Kazan. Now, the film opens today in New York, and opens Mm -hmm. in two weeks in Los Angeles. Do you know where it's going to be opening in New York? Yeah, it's going to be playing at the Village East Cinema in New York, um, and starting today, and um, it's... um, Opening on February 21st in L.A., it's going to be playing at the Sundance Sunset Cinemas, and it's going to be also playing in Irvine, California, at the Regal Edwards West Park 8. Um, so we're excited about those great theaters that we've got, we've got the show, the movie playing in. Well, we only have a minute, but um, 
I think it's a great date film. I've seen it, and I've talked to you and Zoe. I think it's a great date movie. Am I right? Is it a great date movie? Yeah, I think it's a great date film. You know, it handles, um, partially handles a, a, a dark subject matter, but it has this really strong romantic storyline. And it stars Zoe Stan and Jake Johnson um, from The New Girl, and they have really, really great chemistry. And um, even though it handles this darker subject matter, it's just, it's a very, it's a crowd pleaser. It's a very heartwarming film. And I think that the strongest part of the film is, is that romantic storyline between Jake and Zoe. And, and so, yeah, I think, I think it's a great date movie. Well, I know you and you got a film opening, so I'm going to let you go. But uh, thanks for, for coming on, on uh, air today. And I just want to tell all of my listeners in New York City, that the film is opening today. It's at the Village East Theater, and bring a date. Thanks again. Bye-bye now. Thank you so much, Patrick. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to take a little date, uh, a little break. Well, we have a date, too. We're going to take a little break, and when when we return, Maggie joins us. So don't go away. This is going to be lots of fun. Cameo Entertainment Group and CyberStation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive CyberStation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. CyberStation USA. Always on the go. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, host of Music Friday Live, and I, welcome, I want to welcome our radio listeners. And also want to remind everybody, we're not just on AM and online. We also have some FM listeners, and those listeners are on KSKQ FM in Ashland, Oregon. Hi, everybody out there in FM land, and I want everybody to join us by email, musicfridaylive at gmail.com, or you can call in. You can call in and talk to our guests, 347 215 7511. That's musicfridaylive.com or 347-215-7511. And also check out the show afterwards. Check out the website, musicfridaynationbuilder.com. That's musicfridaynationbuilder.com. Well, one form of courage is taking on a steep challenge by yourself in a strange place with no friends and no support because you are inspired to your core. Our next guest did this not once, but twice. First, moving from a small town in Canada after high school to the toughest songwriting city in North America, Nashville. And second, moving from Nashville and the safety of its networks and songwriting customs to Los Angeles, the largest and most creative and most competitive music hub in the world. And all because she loves music, writing music, performing music, and making music a gift to people who listen. And listen, we do. Maggie crafts and sings songs that transcend blues, pop, rock, and ballads. She sings songs and writes songs that uh, pierce her skin and your heart, that open you up while she opens herself up. She sings songs that tell stories of little moments and big loves, and she does it with a voice that starts with the depth of Anetta James and expands a pop range that can soar with the high notes and belt with the hooks. It's no wonder Perez Hilton called her the next superstar, and we're proud to have her with us today, Maggie. Maggie, welcome to Music Friday Live, and welcome to my hometown, Los Angeles. Thank you so much for having me. Well, Maggie, let's start with the important stuff. How was the Super Bowl party? (laughs) The Super Bowl party? I ate way too much food. It was fun. Um, I'm on a food coma right now. Still. (laughs) It was good. It's fun. Being from Canada, it's fun experiencing new things like that. Like, Super Bowl parties here are such a big deal. So it was, it was a fun experience. <laughs> well, well, can I assume now that, that you go to Super Bowl parties that you have completely absorbed the culture of America? <laughs> I'm trying. It's still taking me a little bit. One step at a time, Matt. One step at a time. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, on, on to more uh, to serious stuff. Um, You're releasing a new single, Tidal Waves and Hurricanes, tomorrow night at the Hotel Cafe in Los Angeles. And you've been a little bit coy about it. Uh, You just put a little tease in your YouTube channel. But you did let it slip that it has something to do with your move to L.A. Am I on track on that one? You are. So, yeah, 
um, it's, it'll be fun tomorrow night because, yeah, I'm screening the music video for the first time at the show, um, and no one else has seen it yet. And I basically wrote the song. What inspired me was moving to L.A. and just moving to a new place by myself. So it's really what inspired the song, and tomorrow night is when we'll be showing the music video. So I'm really excited, really excited. Well, for all my listeners in Los Angeles or in Southern California, if you live anywhere from San Diego to Ventura, you ought to be in L.A. tomorrow night at the Hotel Cafe in Hollywood. Uh, She's on at 9 o'clock. I suggest that you make reservations in advance. Well, I'm going to tease your fans a little bit more. I just happen to have a copy of The Master of Tidal Waves and Hurricanes, so maybe we can just listen to a little bit of it. Absolutely. Doing my best to freaking out Should I even keep trying? Am I the only one that feels The world is stepping on my heels Just trying to keep myself alive Bricks and stones may break my bones The bones will always heal If tidal Wow, that is the anthem of a very determined woman. And there's a line in there that really struck me. And the line goes, it's not like me to ask for help. No, I don't like to shout it out. Is that still true, Maggie? I mean, yeah, I think we're, everyone, is some more than others, is a little bit hesitant to ask for help sometimes. Um, and especially going to a new place, it's not like you have really close friends or family where you can just call them up and go over there and ask them for help. So that's kind of what inspired me to, to come up with that line. Well, you're not only determined, you're also pretty entrepreneurial. You, you built your career with YouTube. Now, I, I noticed you were, I know you were introduced to by the band Walk Off the Earth, and you did a cover video of LMFAO's Party Rock Anthem with them. Yeah. What happened then? Did, did a light go on in your head that said, this is a great tool, I can build an audience with this? Absolutely. It's interesting because um, I was signed to a record label when I was living in Canada a couple years ago, and we were releasing the album, and we were kind of just talking about how maybe we can start releasing some videos and video blogs online just to kind of engage some fans. So I started releasing a few cover videos by myself, and then um, – walk off the earth it's so crazy because they are from ontario canada too they're from like 10 minutes away from where i'm from and the a&r at my label is really close friends with johnny the lead singer so it was just a really easy hookup we just got together one day um and just kind of did the video and it was great because um it just it was a cross promotion tool so it really helped engage a lot of my fans and bring new fans over to my youtube channel and it just helped me build my youtube channel from there well, you certainly have done quite a, a quite a job of it. I understand one of your uh, your videos has had a nine million downloads. That's Beyonce territory. <laughs> so congratulations <laughs> on that. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, now you decided to brand yourself all about Maggie. What, why did you do that? Why wasn't just Maggie enough? Well, I mean, for myself, I I go by Maggie. Um, like if I'm obviously if I'm going on stage or if I'm talking to someone, I'm Maggie. But for online, I feel like it's important for an artist to kind of make themselves stand out and make their name a bit memorable. So I just thought creating all of my um, usernames all about Maggie would be a good way just to kind of engage some fans because really when they go on my YouTube channel, when they go on my Instagram, they're finding about they're finding out about who I am and and my music, and it's really just kind of seeing everything about me. So that's kind of where I came up with that. Well, if, if people follow your, your video uh, blog, uh, they know a lot about you, including the size of your kitchen and the contents of your closet. So, so <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, we definitely know uh, all about Maggie. Uh, well, speaking of videos, uh, one of the videos that, that I think is especially good and a favorite of mine is uh, Crazy Love You. Let's listen to a little bit of this one. 
Well, that's a happy song about a boy. Um, was there such yeah. a boy, a specific person? He, and did that boy have a tilted smile and big brown eyes? <laughs> he did. I, I, I write all my songs from my life and my experience. <laughs> so, yes, that one was about a particular boy. <laughs> okay. Um, well, we won't go any farther with that one. That's what the rest of the songs are for. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I'm sure it is. Um, your, your fans are starting to email us in. Um, Brandy in San Francisco says, are you coming to San Francisco? We love you up here, too, you know. Oh, my goodness. It's crazy because I've, I moved to California in April of last year, and I've never been to San Francisco, and I want to go so bad because, A, everyone says it would be really fun to, to do a show there. So, Brandy, I would love to go there, and I'll be um, posting on, on my Facebook and on my website and stuff when I do plan on going there. And what, uh, what's your Facebook uh, URL? My Facebook is dot slash all about Maggie, and my website is all about Basically, everything all about Maggie. <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> okay, uh, everything's all about Maggie. Um, yes. That video was shot on a carnival ride. In, in fact, you were sitting in a whirling cup for part of that. Did you get dizzy? Oh my goodness. Well, okay. So the video that you're talking about is for Love Sex. That was shot at this indoor carnival in Ontario, Canada, at this, like, oh, right. all, and they had all these rides and stuff, and it was really funny because the, the camera guy was in front of me, and I, obviously, he was, he was filming me, and we were going around in circles. <laughs> I was okay with it, but we had to stop the rest of the time for him. <laughs> it was so hard for him to handle. <laughs> Well, I, I recommend that everybody uh, after the show, not right now, but after the show, uh, come to um, or go to your YouTube channel, All About Maggie, and take a look at that video. And just imagine you sitting in that spinning cup, not throwing up, <laughs> <Yes>. but singing. Singing, <laughs> <Okay>. pretty. <laughs> well, you know. well since, since you mentioned Lovesick and we've told people about the video, I guess we should play a little bit of the music. So here's yeah. Lovesick, and that's a great song. Talking on the phone till 2 a.m. Wearing your shirt when I go to bed. I dream of you and I can't help it. Writing your name on post-it notes. Laughing at all your stupid jokes. I am obsessed and I kind of like it. Spinning around like I'm old again, talk about you whenever I can, I don't want I love that song, and one of the reasons yeah. I love that song is because it's got good hooks in it, and it raises the question for me. I've had people on the show, singers on the show, songwriters on the show, who've said that, uh, who have also moved from Nashville to L.A., who've said that Nashville has certain protocols, certain rules by which you have to write songs. L.A., you're totally on your own. To me, that song has a lot of Nashville in it. Am I way off base there, or am I right? No, I mean, it's interesting you say that, because 
L.A. and Nashville, when it comes to writing, are, are very different. Nashville is more structured. Like, you go into a writing session at 11 a.m., you're usually done by 2 or 3, then you're on to the next session. And it's way more structured, whereas L.A., I feel like it's a bit more out of the box, and, and there's not exactly one way to do it. So I've been lucky because I was able to kind of experience both worlds, and I really took a lot from writing in Nashville, and I learned a lot, and I think that totally affected my writing and the way that I, I write songs. And I wrote Lovesick after I was living in Nashville, so I, I was totally influenced by living there. And have you changed your songwriting style and method since you've come to L.A.? I feel like, for me, songwriting is always something I'm working on and trying to improve on. I feel like, for me right now, the thing that I really always just trying to work on is making sure that the songs come from a really honest place and that I'm opening up my heart for people. So I think just the thing that's changed is the fact that I'm getting better at opening up and I'm getting better at crafting my songs for where people can listen to them and really relate to them. Okay. Uh, we're getting a lot of emails, mostly from women, who want to know if you currently have a relationship. <laughs> that's always a good question. It's funny, I don't, I'm not in a relationship right now. I just feel like I moved here, like I said, in April. So it was, it was like 10 months ago I moved here, and I really didn't know anyone. So I'm really still just trying to get a feel for people out here and, and meet new people. And I'm so focused right now on my music and, and just trying to build that that I don't really even have time for a relationship. <laughs> so right now, no. In the future, eventually, yes. But at the moment, I'm happy just being single and living my life and just really focusing on my music. Well, since I, as I mentioned at the, uh, the beginning of the interview, this is my hometown. Um, how do you like my hometown? Has it been treating you well? Honestly, I love it. I, I love it. The reason I moved out here, last February in 2013, I came out here for two weeks from Canada um, and I just told myself I was going to come out here and just do some songwriting with some people um, that I was going to get connected with. And within the first week of me moving here, I just I loved it so much. I loved the energy. And I ended up uh, moving back a month later. So I, I love the city, and I don't plan on leaving. And it's just a really great, creative, and inspiring place. And, of course, the weather is amazing. So <laughs> <laughs> A long way from Canada. <laughs> yeah. Well, 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 since you've um, uh, you, you mentioned that you're too busy to um, to have a relationship, um, I would like to point out that you are a very busy girl. Uh, you've got uh, two YouTube channels. You run your Instagram. You've got uh, a website. You write songs. You perform. You do all of these various things. Uh, you have a staff of dozens or hundreds. <laughs> right now, I mean, I've got I'm, – I'm building up my team out here. It's me doing it all. Um, and and I wanted to move out here and really just kind of figure my way out and build a good team around me of people that help launch my music out here. So right now it's, it's me doing mostly everything, um, which I'm happy to do because I love social media and I love staying in touch with people online and getting feedback. So I have a great time doing it. And you don't sleep. But uh, <laughs> given your productivity, you don't sleep, okay? Well, thank um, you. <laughs> well, actually, it's, it's, it's not completely true that, that you don't have time for anything else because I understand that, um, you've uh, decided to support a, uh, a child through World Vision. You want to tell us about that? Yeah. It's just this really amazing child that um, that I kind of – started a relationship with. When I was back home in Ontario, um, I became friends with people at World Vision, and they brought me over a few pictures of these kids, and I saw this little girl, and I just fell in love with her. So we've kind of just created this relationship um, through letters and through talking to each other. So it's been great, and it's been really rewarding, and it's a nice feeling to know that you can kind of make a difference to someone you've never even met, like halfway across the world, which is pretty cool. Well, I congratulate you on taking time out of your life to uh, to, to do that. That uh, that keeps us all human when we do things like that. We're getting a lot more questions from your fans. Um, Lily Lady in San Diego wants to know, do you prefer collaborating or writing by yourself? Oh, that's a really good question. 
it honestly just depends on the day and depends on the mood I'm in. I love writing by myself, and it's something I've been really trying to work on and improve on because the great thing is about collaborating and writing with someone else is if you're stuck on a line, someone else can kind of be there to help you, and it's always just kind of fun sitting in a room doing music with someone. I think it's a bit more challenging trying to write a song by yourself, so I've been really trying to work on that, but it just depends on the mood I'm in. Um, it depends on the kind of song I feel like writing. So every day is different, but I honestly love both ways, even though they're so different. And, and of course, with Los Angeles, with all of the people in the music business here and all the, all the producers and studios, et cetera, it's probably not hard to find people to collaborate with. Or, or is it? Am I no, wrong No, exactly. That? No, I mean, it, there's so many creative people. I think the difficult thing is finding someone who really kind of understands what kind of artist you are and really what kind of music you want to make. Um, I think that's the toughest part. There's so many great people here, so many talented people. It's just a matter of finding someone that you really connect with. Well, since, since you mentioned finding the kind of artist uh, you are, uh, you're still pretty young, uh, although you've been writing songs for over a decade, I think. Uh, have you found <laughs> the kind of artist that you are? You know what? I, since moving to L.A., I feel like, I've made a huge leap in the fact that I've really found out who I who I am and the kind of artist that I want to continue to be. I love soulful music. I love pop music. And I just love music that's honest and that comes straight from the heart. So I've, I've strengthened that in myself, and I just want to continue building that and putting that kind of music out there. Well, the whole idea of, of planning and setting goals uh, is – something that seems to be embedded in you. In fact, you've got a, your website says your music is the sound of a girl fearlessly in pursuit of her dreams. Are you the type of person who sets goals, works to reach those goals, and then sets a new goal? Absolutely. I think it's important when you have a big dream or something you really want to accomplish, I think it's good to kind of set yourself a stepping stone that you need to achieve um, because it's hard, like it's hard staying motivated and working hard towards something. And I think when you have a goal in mind, it just helps motivate you and helps you achieve your dreams and your goals. Well, I I know you've you've said maybe jokingly that one of your dreams is uh, to win a, a Grammy. And frankly, I don't see why why you. Should. But I want to ask you about something else. Um, you you write songs, you sing songs very, very well, but you also do something else very, very well, and that is you communicate through a camera. You understand intuitively how to be a friend with thousands or even millions of people who are seeing you on a screen. Now, you're a video personality on YouTube. Have you ever thought about adding television to your career, perhaps a music show or a talk show of your own? Um, well, thank you for that nice compliment. Um, I, it's always something I've been interested in and definitely something I'm totally open to just because I do love I love communicating with people and I love being in front of the camera. Um, and I guess for me it's just a matter of finding the right project that comes along. There was a, It's funny because last year there was a reality TV show that was kind of um, was really interested in following me and a few other musicians around L.A., but I ended up turning down the opportunity because they wanted to start creating some drama in my life, which mm. I understand TV ratings and it's good for viewership, but I felt like for myself to create some drama that was real, I felt like I would be lying. Um, mm -hmm. So I turned that down, even though at the beginning it sounded like it would be so much fun. So it's definitely something I would consider. It would just have to be the right thing. Well, you know, that, that means that you also have learned something else about uh about image making and that is you know how to curate your own image and when to say no and that's that's something a lot mm -hmm. of people take years and years to uh to learn um we're almost out of time but uh, i want to make sure that uh we have the opportunity to play one more song because i do have one more song on the air on the jukebox here and remind people that you're going to be at the hotel cafe that's on coenga it's in hollywood yeah you're going to be there tomorrow night. Your show's up at 9 o'clock. People need to reserve in advance. And you said you're going to show. Yeah. There's going to be a special surprise there. What's that special surprise? There's, there's a few special surprises. But the most exciting thing, I think, is that we'll be screening the music video um, on a big white screen with a projector kind of before my band and I start to perform. So it's going to be a really fun night. 
So if you guys yeah. are around, definitely come out. <laughs> if you live anywhere from San Diego to Ventura, you should come out. Make reservations in advance. I will be there, so you can say hi to me too. But you, what you really want to do is, is say hi to, uh, to, to Maggie. Now, also, we should remind they should go to your website, www.itsallaboutmaggie.com. And if I'm not mistaken, Maggie, they can download a free copy of uh, Sweetest Heartache. Is that right? Yeah, it's on my SoundCloud. Um, so there's links to that as well. Okay. All right. So do it. We're going to go into another. Yes. Well, well, thank you very much for being with us. I will see you tomorrow night, thank and I want everybody listening in Southern California to, to be there. And we have so many people lined up outside the door, they're going to have to have you back for a second show. Okay. <laughs> I like that idea. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening and for sending in questions. Okay, thank you. And we're going to take a break now. And while we're on a break, here's uh, Maggie's song, Slow Fire. Thank you. Bye. He wants those sharp shoes. He talks a smooth talk. He blinks those deep blues. Your heart goes tick-tock. He gets those words. He's busting in every time that he goes by. That was Slow Fire by Maggie, and remember, you can see Maggie live tomorrow night. If you're in Southern California, anywhere from San Diego to Ventura, you can see Maggie live tomorrow night <clears throat> at Friday at the Hotel Cafe. She's going to be on at 9 o'clock. Um, we're, going to, we're going to talk a little bit about my wonderful sponsor, and then when we come back, um, Chris Gruen will be with us, a lyrical poetry and wondrous song, so just Tuck that uh, in your in your brain, and uh, keep in mind that we're brought to you by Solar City. And remember, Solar City is the number one provider of solar power in the United States. Now, solar power is a huge win-win for homeowners, but a lot of people are reluctant to take the plunge into solar because of its upfront costs. With Solar City, you can go solar for zero upfront costs. That's right, zero upfront costs. All you need is approved credit. Solar City will come out. They'll install the right solar system for your home for free, and you only pay for the power you use just like you do to the utility company, but you pay for less of it because the sun's making some of it. Much as half, in my case, when I install solar on my house. So Solar City pays for the system, it insures the system, and it maintains the system. All you have to do is enjoy the savings. So if you've been ready for solar... But solar hasn't been ready for you. It is now at Solar City, America's number one clean energy provider. Now, how do you get solar? Well, you call my friend Tina at Solar City. You call 909-618-6937. I'll give you a second. You remember down. 909-618-6937. And that will connect you to Tina and tell Tina that I sent you. Tell her that Patrick sent you, and she will give you a $250 deduction on your order. And incidentally, if you hear that your state's legislature is considering a bill to uh, ban solar, don't, don't believe it. Just go ahead and call Solar City, get solar, and reduce your power needs and also your footprint on the earth. Well, Valentine's Day is coming up. Next week, and we have booked a very romantic singer-songwriter, Robin Yukiko. And if you're still looking for a Valentine's present and your partner is tired of roses and is on a no-chocolate diet, how about giving your partner a song from you, Kiko? That's right. Write and record a song for you in your favorite genre and with your favorite instrumentation. Contact her by this Sunday, and you can get a song delivered on Valentine's Day. She's at www.robinyukiko.com 
or you can email her at robinyukiko at gmail.com and then tune in next week to listen to her next Friday. Well, our next guest is on the line with us, but let me introduce him first. I first saw Chris Gruen at the Sanctuary, a small club in Santa Monica, California, and he was on a swing through the Golden State and landed a gig through a friend who lived in the neighborhood. I loved what I heard. Chris is self-taught vocalist, he's a poetic lyricist, and he has soaked in the sounds of musical artists throughout his life, and he's emerging as a growing talent, and he showed us he's a growing talent with, and has two albums that are critically acclaimed that night at the sanctuary. He took us on a melodic adventure into childhood, into love, and <clears throat> into his past, into other people's past. He paints pointless pictures like a Matisse with a guitar in which everything shimmers and moves but is not quite sharp. His new album, New Comics from the Wooded Worlds is a veritable gallery of images and experiences that can distract you from the routine of today or make you remember what's important in life. And best of all, he's here right now at Music Friday Live to tell us the stories and take your calls. Chris, welcome to Music Friday Live. What a pleasure to be with you, Patrick. Uh, now, Chris, you've been out touring your new album. Uh, are you home from Vermont? I am. I'm back now. Uh, this was uh, the third tour since we released the the record in July, and uh, I would say possibly my favorite of the three. We started in July taking some trips down to Nashville and back from Vermont through New York and so on and so forth. But this trip out west was really fruitful and really exciting. It was great. Well, I know you you were at the uh, the ASCAP Cafe at uh, at Sundance. Want to got any good stories from Sundance? Oh, yeah, it, it's still, it's still kind of, uh, it's still percolating for me. It's still kind of fresh. Um, but this was a really a particularly exciting Sundance. I'd been to Sundance in the past. I'd been there once before last year as a performer, just uh, starting to um, get get the offer to play certain showcases there. This year we were offered the premier showcase of the event, which is the ASCAP showcase. It's an official showcase at the event, at the festival, and it garners the attention of the widest range of interest at the festival, and so it's highly coveted to be able to showcase your material in front of what you can imagine is a truly international um, uh tastemaker crowd, like people who are looking for music for major motion pictures, people who are looking uh, for new musical acts, everything, uh, you know, uh, other artists in there that would team up and join tours and uh, so on and so forth right down the line. So having that showcase was um, was a goal of mine ever since I learned about it. Then uh, getting the showcase then starts to drive energy in general and you start getting offers to play around town and we did something like 10 shows in eight days. So we were playing two a day in some cases, or I was. I was solo on this trip. I say we because I had my manager was with me out there. So it was, we had the whole team. And uh, as far as any particular stories, you know, I, there was, my father's a rock and roll photographer. He's been in it since 1965, and he's got a very big career behind him now. And he was out there, too, because he has friends in town, and he loves to go out there and ski because no one's on the mountain. And it's like a vacation for him. We were doing pretty much separate things. But in the green room at ASCAP, before I went on stage, uh, I was sitting in the green room, and he was hanging out with us. There was a group of us in there. And Richie Sambora, the lead guitarist from Bon Jovi, walked in because he was doing a solo. Uh, I'm sorry, a band show of his own uh, right after me. And it was just a hilarious moment because as soon as Richie walked in, my dad saw him. He saw my dad. They're old friends. They're saying hello to each other. And all of a sudden, I'm in this kind of like family uh, circle talking with <laughs> Richie Sambora. This has happened a lot throughout my life, but it was just a funny moment for it to come right to ASCAP and be there in the green room as far as a, a story from the showcase itself. Wow, what a wonderful story. Uh, well, I want to play one of the songs that you played at the at the ASCAP showcase, and it, it's one of the songs that uh, I've, I've enjoyed listening to all week. Here is uh, How Long Will I Wait. Home 
like I say, I've been listening to your music all week because I knew I was going to talk to you, and that song keeps ringing in my head. It's so rich, and it's so full, and it's so softly longing. Is, is mm-hmm. that a song from your life? Directly, yeah. I would say it's the most recent song from my life. Um, I wrote that after we finished this last record on the way home from the second Nashville tour um, after I received a a phone-recorded email from my (laughs) mother-in-law of my youngest daughter singing about wishing that I would come pick her up at school if I I would come home and get her from, from school. And it was about, you know, 30 seconds long. She didn't know she was being recorded. And I just, it was just so, so sweet, so precious. I took on I took on her her perspective for that, and after, after it doesn't always stay that way. And other songwriters who are listening probably would know this, but sometimes you start from the perspective of one person, but it evolves into a different character as the song progresses for the needs of the song, and it eventually becomes more more about my perspective and, and the family that I'm missing or longing for. It's about the life of, of a traveling artist and. And uh, and what it means to be away. There's a there's a bridge in there that I'm particularly proud of because for a moment it takes on the the voice of the of the parent left behind. And there's a mixture of longing as you know as from the lover's perspective, but also just could use a little help back here perspective. You know, <laughs> um, that you know something like uh, I, I miss you when you're gone. I I I've been getting home much too late. The house is not a home. Um, when I'm doing it all on my own, I can't do it on my own, you know. So it's direct, yeah. direct lines out of the conversations that happen in my house, and I've I've become more and more interested in doing that because I believe that that serves more than if you can if you can make a poetic line out of a real life experience and make it as close to that real life conversation as possible. That's that's how you get that's how you let as many people in through the through the door as possible, and it becomes relevant to the widest range of people. And I think that's the power and, and point of, of uh, making songs. Well, you certainly do that, and you do it quite well, and you do it so well that we're getting emails in from uh, uh, your fans around the country. And we've got one here uh, from Big Rascal Girl in Austin who wants to know if you're going to play at South by Southwest. And she says, oh, what a great if he's question. not, how he cool. should be. Oh, how cool. We are we are planning on South by Southwest, and we have a couple of things confirmed now. We're not so far, you know. We've stopped submitting uh, to the festival for an official showcase because we've been getting into the festival through um, outfits uh, rather than through the through the festival uh, itself. And um, made a good friend with Alejandro Escovedo, who's a great singer songwriter who's stationed out there. And I've been focusing on his showcases mostly. So. Uh, thanks so much for asking, and, and yeah, hopefully you'll see me at the Continental Club um, in that, uh, what is it, the 11th, 12th, or no, 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 it's the 14th, 15th, 16th, right around there at South By, and maybe some more shows will be announced on my website soon. Are uh, you going to post that on your website? Definitely, definitely. Those shows will go up as soon as they're confirmed, yeah. And your website is? www.kris, that's Chris with a K, K-R-I-S, G-R-U-E-N, Gruen, uh, dot com. Okay, so um, follow his website to tell you where he's going to be. And uh, Big Rascal Girl in Austin, since you asked the question, you better be there, okay? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Um, I love the way that you, uh, you, you paint pictures with, with your, your songs. And, but you, you painted a picture with the title of this album, New mm-hmm. comics from a, a wooded world. Now, I, I, I know some comics from the woods in Northern California, but I wonder where did that title come from? Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, you know, uh, again, uh, I borrowed a little bit from my real life. My, my daughter was, uh, she, she, my older daughter is starting to get into illustrating her stories, and she threw the idea out there that. Uh, that somehow you know new comics be a part of the title and i i didn't just grab that because i thought it was cute and it came from her but i really genuinely believe that a sense of humor is essential 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 health it's essential for good art and i don't mean laugh out loud funny i mean seeing the irony in everything that's going on and so when 
in the title, that's what it's that's what the, it's a lean or a nod to that that appreciation for having a sense of humor about uh, what can often be terrifying, uh, you know, and and taking risks and and um, losing and loving anyway, and all the different themes that show up on the record. You know, you have to be able to. Uh, expect that that's what the story is about, and not avoid living. Uh, and I think that's that's the that's the idea for new comics. From the wooded world, that's just recognizing that that's where that's where I'm committed to being right now. You know, I was born in New York City, and uh, and now I'm up in the sticks. Well, we're going to play a song. We are playing a song from that cemetery, and let's talk about how that fits into uh, the sense of humor. You got it. Endless waves of tall, tall grass Pressed by a western wind on high Faint days and days come past I have come Now, in in light of uh, what you just said about keeping a sense of humor, this is a song. Uh, well, let me read. Let me give our listeners one of the lines. Um, yeah. I reach I reach for you in whitening stone, colder than the stars of winter snow. Everywhere I look, there you are, light years away, no longer far. Yeah. That, that's a pretty powerful picture. I'm not sure it has a sense of humor to it, but maybe it does. Um, yeah. Were you visiting someone you lost when you heard that song in your head? Uh, let's see, it's it. You know, it's been in the making for a long time. It's yeah. I, I it, it, the song is ultimately about. Uh, for me, it was about losing my grandfather, who was a very uh, powerful figure in my life, and I would say one of the most powerful people I've known, and uh, for many people. Um, and had a tremendous sense of humor and lived to the fullest and wasn't too concerned about uh, the, the possibility of failure when he took a risk. So um, the, the, the ability to be somewhat courageous in, in the style of the song um, and to be celebratory, it fits in that sense. And I guess I'm going to try and stretch the concept of humor here, but... Um, Again, in the sense that life is ironic, you know, like, again, people think of humor as, as a joke. It, it, it's only a joke uh, when you realize just how much, you know, how much is at stake. I put myself out here again. I, you know, I've, I've, I've invested so much in this relationship and it dissolves or it disappears or I lose that person. Or, or you can apply that to an engagement uh, with, with a place, you know. I, I just poured everything I had into the ground here built this house and it burned to the ground you know these are huge pivotal life-changing moments but if you have a perspective of did, yourself did that as, really happen to you well no no in this case i'm talking right. about losing somebody I, I haven't lost a house um okay. but i'm just saying that it can happen it, it doesn't have to only happen uh, you know in a in a person-to-person engagement it can be a personal engagement you know a, a risk that someone's taking personally in the world and um and that 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 age-old phrase, you know, the only thing to fear is fear itself. Um, don't lose that perspective that you're meant to to live fully, and and don't don't lose the courage to love somebody because you might lose them. And that's really at the root of of the song Cemetery. Um, the real idea there is that actually the relationship doesn't go away; it changes. You know, when you when you lose somebody close to you, um, and, and in many respects, it becomes more powerful and more potent. Well, you certainly said that in the song. You have um, Thank you. Uh, a, a way of, of, as I said in the introduction, of creating kind of pointless images um, from the past. Uh, mm. And I, I love that description, that, by the way. That's, oh, that's you, the real, you could have it. That's okay. a real. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Um, um, and like Henry Kissinger used to say, it has the added advantage of being true. Um, <laughs> you play um, a. 1944 Gibson L2 and a 1973 Gretsch Rock Jet guitars, both That's of which right. were made before you were born. Yeah. Uh, do they? Does that part of how you connect to the past that you've deliberately chosen instruments with with a vintage and a history of their own? Mm. 
Wow, you're making me think about it in a different way, which is really interesting. You know, yeah, that might be there in the idealized idea for me. Like, if I'm idealizing these in- instruments, just because being a collector is is part of it in a way, I think somewhere we kind of we just a lot of a lot of collectors think of um, being able to inherit a certain kind of credibility with an instrument like that. You know, they've walked roads without you, and why not adopt some of that soul if 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 you can? But I think more for me, the conscious choice uh, has to do with 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 the earned story. It's like maybe I feel as though you know having these instruments that have character, they're not perfect. You know, that's the other thing is that. Uh, a studio engineer will sometimes say, "Oh, that A note is sticking way out above the rest of, you know, on the fretboard right there. You got to watch out. That's very loud." I would say, "No, that's the whole point. Um, the, the instrument has character, and it's imperfect, and um, and it's in the broken places that we want to utilize the instrument." And um, I feel as though that's true and close for me. That I'm try- that I believe in my history. It's not something I'm trying to run away from, ashamed of, or confused about celebrating what makes us who we are. So in the same sense, the instruments, um, they have character. Well, here, here's a, a, a song that uh, has an interesting character to it. Uh, then we'll talk a little bit about what this says. Great. This is, this is Company Man. You could be just the thing they need. They like the way you keep. So take those keys and a healthy salary Trade a little bit of your freedom for security Now, Chris, when I listen to that song, and I know you're playing it on guitars that were born, that were born before you were, and mm. listen in the whole context of your music, which a lot of which has to do with the past, are you ambivalent about the modern world? Mm. No, uh, not at all. I mean, I I feel as though, well, you know, my my father framed it up for me well, uh, and I, I I think I might have used this concept or this aphorism uh, more than any of late, just that we don't wake up in the morning for the things that are working. We wake up in the morning for the problems we have, the things that need attention and to be fixed, problems to be solved. That's what compels us. Though we struggle and bang our head against that, that's also part of our day. Uh, we forget that that's true, you know, that, that we, we, live in, we live and die by what, the work that isn't finished. And that's how I feel about the modern world. I, this is the place, the modern world, this is the moment I'm in. I mean, this is the only experience of life I have. Um, it's easy to fantasize about the past and, uh, and uh, the future, but the modern world, uh, it's only modern to us. It's going to be history for, for those uh, you know, coming up underneath us. Um, I think that this is uh, this is the work we have right now, and there's a lot of things to to invest in here and to love. We have a, a lot of emails here from people who want to know. Well, here I'll ju- I'll just read one of them, and this is from Manuel in Los Angeles. Manuel says, "You mentioned a family with a rock photographer in it. Uh, who were your mentors? Was your father one of your mentors?" Mm, that's a good, good question. Yeah, absolutely. I think my father was my mentor, though more um, as a philosopher than as an artist. Um, just watching him endure the pressures of sticking with an artist artist practice, an artistic practice, and then moving it so far into the light. I mean, he's definitely um, one of the leaders in his field. His name is Bob Gruen. He took the pictures of John Lennon with the New York City T-shirt. He led Zeppelin in front of the airplane. Some of these bigger images that you've seen out there, but you know, he's got a whole a whole life of photography um, in files that tell the stories of the dark and late <laughs> nights that he had to, uh, and, you know, often had a great time, but also endure. And there was a lot of loss around committing to that work and, and staying staying the course. Um, he's my mentor in, in his in the way that he uh, meets the meets life. Um, I was never so much drawn to photography, so. But what he did do was he put me in front of the greatest musical acts that anybody can think of from the time I was born um, on. 
and uh, and I was certainly made by the those powerful experiences. You know, seeing the Ramones or Blondie as a kid and CBGB wow. as a three-year-old and just slammed wow. by the by the rock and roll as soon as you walk through the door, wow. um, and just the you know the 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 folks that hang out there and just getting used to that crowd knowing the names of people in those rooms. I mean, all of that just had a very powerful impact and it drove me away from music for a long time until I moved away and went to college and had some sounds, retreat in the woods. It sounds like you need to write a memoir. And, of course, your, your mother was also a uh, rock filmmaker, too. So you had she started a, a lot out of, that way. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, got, uh, we, we only have a couple of minutes, and I wanted to ask you, uh, I know you love vinyl, and I do, too. Uh-huh. I really miss the kind of of the needle yeah. before the song starts. Are you yeah. going to put out um, your album on vinyl? Mm. The label definitely wants to do it. Uh, they've talked about it, and uh, and I'm all for it. Uh, I, I guess, you know, in the interest of just moving from one project to the other, we haven't done that yet. It's almost embarrassing to say so. But, yeah, yeah, that is in the works. That is the plan. I think it's not going to be the releases we have. I think it's going to be a, a shorter, a smaller compilation um, coming up. But that's the idea. Well, we are, unfortunately, we are out of time, and it's a concept I know you understand because I realize that uh, in your spare time, you manage a radio station, right? Right. Best you want day to tell job us about- any, any singer-songwriter's ever had. Best day job ever. And, um, uh, you want to give and- the station a little shout-out? Absolutely. WGDR, Goddard College Community Radio in Central Vermont, broadcast live and online around the world uh, right here out of Goddard College. And uh, everyone should check it out, wgdr.org. And your website, of course, is, is where people can go to, to get your music. I think your, your, um, your first two albums and all, all three albums are available on your website and in iTunes, aren't they? That's right. Yep, it's easy to find our music online, and I'll just remind folks of my name, Chris Gruen, and spelled with a K, K K-R-I-S, and last name is G-R-U-E-N, and we love to get to know new folks, and we'll be touring through your area soon. So, And as your first caller uh, asked, we're looking forward to South by Southwest. And uh, I'm sure that uh, you're going to have a great time there. And we're going to have to have you back on the air after South by Southwest because if I know you, you're going to bring some good stories back. So. Oh, I'd love to do it. I'd love to do it. Thanks so much, Patrick. Okay. Well, I'm going to, we're, we're going to go out now, but I'm going to play a little bit of uh, Don Robin's Farm, which is also off your album. And uh, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today, Chris. Thank you. That's Chris Groen. The album is New Comics from the Wooded World. It's available on iTunes and MotherWest.com. So check out his website at Chris Gruen. That's spelled with a K, K-R-I-S-G-R-U-E-N.com. Now, you've been listening to Music Friday with Patrick O'Heffernan from the Cyber Station USA Network, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates. Uh, like our Facebook page. Follow our Twitter feeds, and you'll get real-time updates on our guests. Vote for your favorite musician on musicfriday.nationbuilder.com, and we will invite them on the show. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartleman. Our intern is Angeline Serrano. Angeline, you're supposed to be on the air today. Come on with back next Friday. Download this and other Music Friday programs at cyberstationusa.com or blogtalkradio.com. Actually, blogtalkradio.com puts up our shows in podcast form immediately, so that would be the place to go. Be here next Friday for Hot Times with Junk Parlor. And the second half of the show, we're going to have the romantic singer Yukiko. Check our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we will update you on the guests. And good night, everybody. Have a great musical weekend, and here's some more of Chris Gruen's wonderful music. Song, the one we haven't heard for years. The 
old world and the new world here Watching you cutting through Forget about their fears and 